0: Welcome to JRcigars.com, the world's largest cigar store. We boast the internet's widest selection of premium hand-rolled cigars at the guaranteed lowest prices. Our reinvigorated website is fast, user-friendly, and offers our customers an array of unique features. No access to a computer? No problem. Download our Shop JR app in the Google Play Store or our Steals and Deals in the App Store and you'll have access to our extensive selection at the tip of your fingers. With the fastest low-cost shipping in the industry, JR Cigars guarantees same-day shipping if you order before 3. This is JRcigars.com.
1: All of the cigars, none of the hassle.
0: get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei.
2: Uh, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, we are on the air, this is Smoke Night Live, episode 201, a little, hiatus, a little bit of a hiatus, so uh, I know you guys... Horribly missed me, but uh, actually you were probably better off without me. No, uh, last week was the big trade show, and that's what we're talking about tonight. My good friend Emmett Malone is right next to me from Blind Men's Puff. How are you doing, Emmett? Hello, I'm super duper. You're super duper? Thank you
3: for having me. Still recovering a little bit, but I think I'll make it through another night of cigars and drinking. Yes, uh, you you know,
2: you just had twin babies. Yes. And when I asked you to be on the show, I was a little concerned (laughs) that maybe... you,
3: You might have to deal with my wife later, but that's... That's yeah. a problem for tomorrow, Eric. That's
2: a problem for another show. But, uh, yeah, I was I was thankful that your wife allowed you to come because, hey, you know, brand new twin babies, that's no easy feat. So thank you for, for making it on this Friday night, Emmett. Absolutely. And uh, on the line, Trip Waldrop. Drop. Drop. I'm going to say that right because for all these years, it. all Nailed these me. years, I was thinking Waldrop. But, Trip, how are you doing, my friend?
1: I am pretty good. I'm settling into life. Uh, back at home since we've been out in the field for a little bit. Uh, doing, well. doing well.
2: Trip, as you know, from Cigar Federation, uh, also was in Vegas covering the show, as was the Blind Man's Puff team. So, man, guys, it was a uh, it was a wild week, and we're going to talk a lot about it on the show tonight. Yes. Uh, but before we get there, uh, we have a couple of uh, housekeeping items Let's that we'll it. that we'll talk about. The first thing is first, hand me that box right there. Made this announcement today, fellas. This is it. Uh, one week from today, one week from today, Pennsylvania <laughs> hits the airwaves or the, uh, you can order these bad boys. <laughs> it, it hits the internet. One week from today, uh, Emmett smoking it. So this is a Lonsdale version. The so first time we've done a Lonsdale. The very first uh, dojo collab Lonsdale. Connoisseur's site. It's a man. connoisseur site. By the way, that's Jordan that you're hearing the, the voice, the, my, voice. Able, the voice of god. my my able voice of god yeah my able producer ah, ah, jordan has ah, no ah, video
3: ah. this time Sorry. guys here's it's the thing ugly.
2: here's the thing with these um, m- remember uh, a few, how many years ago was this 2 three? Three. 3 3 3 years ago we did the very first whiskey rebellion before Almost the, to the day. before there was a whiskey rebellion which sort of kicked off the famous exclusive for whiskey rebellion in several sizes Our size kicked that off well this size sort of kicks off the national release of Whiskey Rebellion that you can get anywhere. But you can't get this particular size, the Lonsdale size, anywhere except on Famous Smoke Shop next Friday at noon Eastern. So if you want to have a shot at that, last time they sold out in one hour. Mm. So that's 500 boxes of 12. These come in boxes of 12. It's $96. So essentially it's 8 bucks a cigar. And so it's a great deal. But here's the thing. If they went in an hour last time, they'll probably go in probably about the same amount of time this time, i uh, imagining. So if you want a shot let's at that. It. Let's beat the record. Let's beat the record. If you want a shot at these bad boys, go to the uh, Dojo website. Look at the press release. At the bottom, there's a um, an email list, and you got to be a part of that email list. Now, you might already be a part of our email list, and if you are, that's great. You're set. But if you're not, if you're not part of our email list, you're going to want to be a part of our email list so that I'm you get your it. hands on this. Luscious cigar. Jordan, what would you say the Lonsdale brings to the table? What does the Lonsdale bring to the table?
0: Well, and more, you get more from the uh, Ecuadorian, it's an Ecuadorian Habano Lajero wrapper, and uh, and also more concentrated smoke, I would say, onto the pellet.
2: Yes, it is a delicious. We've been smoking it for months now. Uh, Skip and Mike and those guys uh, nailed this bad boy. Super good, super good value, too. I mean... It's still
3: eight bucks.
0: It's eight bucks, yeah,
2: yeah. You're not talking about an expensive cigar here, so... Um,
3: it's got a real nice spice to it that that maybe the original wasn't quite as prominent. Yeah, a right.
2: maybe a little yeah. more concentrated. It's real good. Yeah. Is this so the
3: thinnest ring gauge you guys have done ever? I think it is. I know it's the first Lonsdale, but...
2: I was just trying to think. I
3: think it's got to be the... I
2: believe, yes, this is definitely, by far, the thinnest ring gauge we've ever done. I'm for it. That's a good That's a good point. So, uh, just to, 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 to recap... Uh, next Friday noon Eastern. Da 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 Make sure you read the press release on our website to get all the details. Hey guys, yesterday was Fourth of July. Woohoo! Um, happy birthday, America! Happy birthday, happy America! Birthday, America. <laughs> yes. Trip, what did you do for the Fourth of July, my friend?
1: Um, I did what's kind of tradition for us is go over to the in-laws um, and smoke a bunch of cigars while everybody else is busy wrangling kids and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> Uh, and then set off a bunch of fireworks in the middle of the street when it gets dark.
2: God bless America. God, cheers, I love that. To that. That's sort of what I was trying I was angling at this point when I asked this question was the whole fireworks thing. Great. Just, just let us do it. No, oh, yeah. just let us do hey, it. There were
3: far fewer restrictions, at least where I live this year, than any other year. Because so all the rain, it's been right. raining nonstop. So, but I don't even care if
2: there's not I restrictions. Know, just let us have this one day. They
3: just don't want you to burn the state down. But uh,
2: let us have this one day where <laughs> we do dangerous stuff. I feel it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. And Sometimes we have it's to
3: it's get that like out of our purge, system. Right? Yeah. Like, you just kind of.
2: Right. Yeah. It's it like a the <laughs> <Except you just laughs> <laughs> blow
1: stuff up instead of hurting people. Exactly. Yeah, what's the difference?
2: You know, like, I mean, I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's so sad. Like, the things that. The, I'm, I'm sad to think that the things that my grandkids will think of as fireworks, what they think of as fireworks are fireworks. Yeah. Compared to what. That's true. What I know to be.
0: Here's my thing. Here's your thing. You don't need to make fireworks illegal. Just make it illegal to burn somebody's house down. True. That's so, all you have to do. So there be a
2: responsible firework Right. her offer. And if you if you do that, Is that, that a word? it's on you. No. Letter <laughs> offer? <laughs> yeah, be responsible with your fireworks. But you yeah, know, we do the same thing and you know, usually the cops come to my house and all that sort of really? stuff. and
1: We've had that a couple times.
2: Yeah. You just got to be, like, cool and be like, hey, man, I'm sorry, officer.
3: So do you get, like, the big ones you can only get in Wyoming, or do you do, like, the... Somebody brought some of that.
2: Ooh. Yeah, usually I don't Ooh. get anything. Some okay. people come over, like, family comes over, and there's usually three or four cats that have, like, made some sort of stop somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, clearly illegal.
0: In my neighborhood the fireworks start in like May and they don't stop
3: they never <laughs> stop actually. Yeah.
0: That's because you
2: live it's in like a It's like firing ha- pistols in the air. <laughs> like. yeah, this is great. What I love about Jordan's neighbor is that predominantly sort of like Hispanic neighborhood sure. which is awesome. Because man, the, the the they don't care. They start shooting off fireworks in May and they don't stop till August, which I love. Love it. I, I personally I think uh, My dog know, does not like it. No. <laughs> but
3: you know like hiding that. in the basement in hiding the corner. In the basement.
2: But yeah that was fun. You know we uh we we tried to do I don't know about you Emmett but we tried to do a barbecue but yep. it rained all day. It did rain it, a lot. That sucked.
3: We barbecued a little bit. But yeah. We were.
2: But you know what the 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 Fourth of July weekend goes on. We're having a big contest on the dojo which is hashtag Merca and uh, we had a bunch of entries and we're gonna pick the winner live on the show tonight.
0: Woo-hoo. Did Want you to- guys smoke anything like American based?
3: I actually didn't have a cigar yesterday. Oh wow. I know it's kind of sad. Trip. Kind of still recovering, yeah. and then I was at um, the in-laws that don't really smoke, so yeah. You
1: know. I'm trying to remember what I I did. I had three I had three cigars. All of them were American-based or semi-American-based. I had the uh, I started off with the Roma Craft Firecracker. Nice. Ooh, then nice. I had the Meccarita Firecracker. Oh. And then I had uh, Made in America, a Tetwahe Fifteenth. Wow, Dude, that right. is a genius uh, Trinity of
2: Fourth of July smokes, my friend.
1: Yeah, they were they were all pretty pretty damn good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys, let's let's not jack around any further. Um, let's get right into the show now. Uh, both of you guys had amazing coverage on the the show, the IPCPR 87th annual and final, uh, as far as that name Shit. is concerned. Uh, so uh, quickly, let's uh, recap. So the IPCPR will now. Uh, at least for the time being, uh, be called the PCA, PCA, the Premium Cigar Association. Picar. And uh, Trip. what did you think of sort of, it's like they had to basically uh, kind of let everybody into why they're doing what they're doing. What? what what's your just your general impression of the changes that the, the trade show's making?
1: Well, the, the first comment that I have before I even get into my impressions is how ham handed they did the reveal uh, because... Within hours of them announcing that there was going to be a major change, uh, people had figured it out, and it was all over the place, and everybody knew about it. They should have just released a press release. Instead, they made us wait until 6 p.m. or whatever it was on Friday night, and then they announced it. Um, But that being said, I think the rebrand is actually going to be pretty successful because the name does kind of make more sense, especially with, I mean... They had kind of an argument about how people confuse it with CPR, which I'm not so sure about. <laughs> we that. were talking about that before. This just yeah. the dumbest. I've never thing heard of that. Heard.
2: That might have been the dumbest part of it. So bad. I, yeah, I, I, yeah.
3: Like uh, a, it's a funny like anecdote, but it's not. You can't use that as justification yeah. for changing the entire name. That's just yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, maybe exactly.
2: maybe that happened. Yeah, like maybe that happened once. But I mean, does really do, do, does anybody really uh, confuse the IPCPR with CPR? Like, like reviving somebody? No. Speaking of reviving, the show needs f- reviving.
1: Ooh. yes, the show Man, needs does. Reviving. Ghost Town.
2: Ghost Town. I, hey. I think
1: that's part of the reason for the rebrand. is oh. because it's it's do- it's in rough shape right now.
2: Trip, here I go. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. Sh- I got. I got to get this off my. Right, I got f- to get this off my shoulders. Hold the story. I got to get this off my shoulders, Trip Emmett. Um, so here's the thing: as I was at the show, I started to. It started to click to me what was going on. It started to. I started to figure out all of this because it didn't take me till like the final day of the show to figure out what, why there's this rebrand, why there's this cigar con coming, why all this happened. So what happens is now I'm involved in in some things like where you do presale tickets. Like I'm involved with another like uh, NASCAR where they do like presale tickets, right. and we know like way ahead of time in in NASCAR like. Uh-oh, we haven't, we're not selling very many tickets. So we kind of know like ahead of time like how things are going to go. Sure. Because the pre-sale tickets give you a really good indicator of like the, the actual sales of the regular tickets. Yeah. And so when I saw the attendance on the day three and day four, all of a sudden, guys, trip, Emmett, it clicked in my mind what was going on here. They knew that this was a frigging disaster, and nobody was coming. And so my theory is, my theory is, Sometime, probably in February or 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 wherever, they knew that this theoretically could be the last final show because just there was they weren't selling any tickets. Sure. So they had to do something drastic. Drastic times take drastic, you know that that saying. It was bad. Like day three was worse than a normal day four.
3: It was yeah. pretty low. Those it last couple horrific. days. It was horrific.
2: Yeah. On day four, there was literally nobody there but manufacturers and media. That was it. It <laughs> was the only people there. So, so that's my take uh, am I am I way out, am I out am, am I out of my mind am I being too hard no am I, I think too harsh
3: I think you're right I the d- attendance to me seemed d- the first two days were fine I think everyone was selling things and and people were saying by day three that you know sales were good or up from last year for the most part there were a couple of booths that were like no it's down we didn't sell anything but I don't know I don't, I don't think the retailers are doing any favors by not showing up and I think I don't know I think the biggest problem is that the manufacturers offer the same specials <coughs> to people that don't show up. Of course. So then the, the retailers are like, well, why am I going to spend, you know, 2000 bucks on flight and hotel to come out there when I can just order my, my 10 boxes for the same price? It's just, I mean, I don't know if there's some kind of rule that the PCA or whatever can set up where you can only offer show specials. And I, I think it was um, somebody was telling me that there's, they're kind of combating that by offering, you know, only cigars, like a special size or something, you can get just at the show. Which you know, a few people have done that, but that's not going to compensate for right. for entire sales. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, like
2: four hundred retailers going to be like, "Oh man, I've really got to get that." Yeah, I've got to get that one
3: Corona. I you know? can't get anywhere else. I mean, that's it's a neat idea, but it's not going to make up for entire sales days.
2: What do you, What do you think, Trip? Am I way off base on my? I, I don't g-
1: think you're off base at all. I think that my feeling on it is that they. I mean, attendance has been going down and down and down. I think the main reason for the rebrand is to try to put them in a position where they can make money besides having retailers come to the show or where they're making themselves more valuable for retailers to come. Uh, If you're going to bring your top, whatever, 10 customers or something for CigarCon and those dudes are going to spend more money with you and make it worth it for you to bring them, I think that's what their hope is, but uh, it, it doesn't seem like they're set up for that yet. Right.
2: You know, um, Emmett, when we were, you know, walking around the show, the first two days, the very first day, uh, most people seemed real positive. Most most manufacturers. So I think I was like, wow, I'm kind of surprised. Like, most of these guys are like totally into this change. Yeah. But then day two, I got almost the exact opposite. Really. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it was yep. just by chance. Like I hit booths that were positive day one and not positive day two. But that brings us to Emmett the uh, you know, the consumer component of this. Um, so next year we don't know for sure. They say it's gonna be on day one. Yeah. Um where consumers can come and I'm assuming I'm assuming this ticket's gonna be very expensive.
3: It is I actually saw the tears uh, it was like yeah. pluri- plur- preliminary, sorry. Uh-huh. Preliminary uh Price structure, but like the the very bottom ticket they showed was three hundred fifty bucks. The bottom ticket, and there were five tiers, wow. and the top one was twelve hundred bucks. Whoa! And that apparently gets you like invitations to like the dinners and the awards and all that stuff too. So it'd be kind of a more than one day event, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty expensive.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess there's the guy. Uh, so the idea here is. You know, there are people that fly down to Nicaragua and Honduras to, like, go to factories.
3: Not and for one day, and for six s- hours. I'm just saying,
2: and they spend a lot of money and da 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 So these people want maybe want to get in on this. That's the idea. Right. You know, they want to get in on what we see and do at the IPCPR show. Um, do, you, do you think that what they would get to see there would be worth that kind of money?
3: For six hours, I, I don't see it being worth it. I mean, I... I don't have, like, super deep pocketbooks, but, like, I'm not going to spend that much, you know, pay for a whole trip to Vegas to, to for six hours. Like, we can't cover, well, we can't see everybody we yeah. want to see in <laughs> four days. Like, point. you're not going to be able to talk to every manufacturer you want to, you know, you want to BS with Robert Caldwell for an hour. That's a sixth of your, your trip well right th- there. They like,
0: admit that it's not, like, they're like, don't come if you want to just get a bunch of free cigars. You're going to be, right. like, learning and more of an experience-based kind of a thing. Yeah. That's, the, that's the, the goal of it. You know, from
2: the media perspective, from, like, our perspective, at least, I don't, don't want to speak for you guys, but to me, I don't really care.
3: No, I,
0: like, it's fine. I'm going
2: to go prob- probably probably, regardless, yes. unless unless they charge me to go to... If, <laughs> right. If they charge <laughs> me extra to go to Consumer Con thing, Cigar Con, whatever you want to call it, there's no way I'm going to no. that. Because okay. typically, guys, uh, I'm just going to th- be honest here, like, when, when guys like Trip or guys like Amit or guys like me go to an event a lot of times those events will help out in the payment to cuz we're covering that event right. you know it's they might pub- like give publicity you a hotel for them yeah they might p- pick up your flight they might they do something they definitely don't charge you to get in i mean no matter what they no. won't charge you to get in they're no. going to help you out in some way because we're covering the event yes we, we're, we're free
1: pub- pub- publicity that that seems to be the word events. that nobody can pub- say tonight blah.
2: right right we are right you're right go on trip we're free PR for for any kind <laughs> of
1: event like this, where if we show up, we're going to be putting more eyeballs on it than the people who show up. Yes. Um, so hopefully that means more people will show up next time. Um, with this one, the thing that, like, is weird to me about it is, like Emmett said, there's no way we can get it. Like, we can't do it in four days. Talk to everybody there. Um, if you're a consumer, and there was actually, there's one manufacturer who said that they were thinking of doing, like, a seminar, where they set up like a little tiny stage at their booth and people can come and hang out and they'll do a seminar. That's like half an hour, 45 minutes. But again, that's an hour that you're in one booth. So you can mm. only hit five more booths. If, if that's the status quo right. for the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You're, pay, then, you're paying like
2: 500 bucks to see five booths.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: I, I might pay 500 bucks to see Matt booth, but not five <laughs> booths. I mean, you know, and I did it, like, there was some talk of like a Disney
0: world style, like, band where yeah, you, the you're allowed to get a certain amount of cigars based on...
3: Yeah, I guess the different tiers will get you access to X amount of... He was saying like there would be different colors, so right. like if you had a green badge, you could get three cigars from the green booths. It's very it's very confusing. Yeah. Now,
2: I don't want to poo-poo anybody that's watching this because it's a fun thing to go to. When you oh, see yeah. the booths, the My Father booth, the patron booth, <laughs> yeah. all these things, and w- uh, later we'll get into the Davidoff and Drew Estate thing because I think they're ahead of the game here. On it for a couple nice. reasons, but you know when you see these things, it is super cool.
1: Yeah, you know it's like it's like walking into Disney World for the first time when you're a kid. Like when right. you're a cigar nerd and you walk in and you see all these booths of all the brands that you've been following for years, uh, it is incredible. Like I think it would be awesome for a consumer to go. The problem is, I feel like if you did go, you wouldn't get you wouldn't get a value worth what you're paying. No.
2: Yeah, that's the part that remains to be seen. And here's the, of course, then there's this whole logistical part that's this is a little bit boring, kind of inside baseball. But, you know, they're, they they want to do the consumer day on day one, um, which really isn't day one if you think about it, guys, because, you know, these companies come in like four or five days beforehand and they set up to, to sell to retailers. They set up tables and they have all those sheets out and da da da. And so then if it's the, on the first day, the first day of the show – that's actually the middle of their time there. Yeah. Right. So when they, they set up, they set up, they set up. And then the first day is the consumer day where they're going to have to pull all the they, – they can't have those chairs out and all that stuff out then. Yep. It has to be some sort of different setup. And then they have to set up the next day for the rest of the show for the regular show. Yes. Yeah, see that seems like a logistical nightmare. It, it, it is.
3: I mean, that brings up an interesting uh, question that we asked was, you know, what about the manufacturers that don't want to participate? Um, and they don't want to have to deal with like you know setting up.
2: For they don't want pr- to participate in, in Consumer Day. In Consumer Day. So they
3: want to still have a booth at the trade show, but not participate in Consumer Day. And uh, Scott, who was running the the Q and A, said that that would be allowed. But he mentioned that they would prioritize booths, booth space, by what your participation. So if you don't want to participate in Consumer Day, you're going to get a booth mm. off to the side and be kind of punished later on in the show, which I thought was super interesting. Ouch! Yeah, and
1: I, I think you if that was the case you'd probably have to pay those union guys ten grand to hang up a black sheet around your, your booth. <laughs> probably, yeah.
2: yeah. Right. Okay, so uh, that'll all of that remains to be seen how it goes. Um, so I'm gonna start Emmett with you. Uh, here is the question I have for you. Yes. Uh, what was your first impression of the show the, the early part of the show, and now that you've had a couple days to digest, what is sort of your lasting impression of the show? Uh, going in, did it change? Did your perception change after you had time to think about all of this stuff a little bit?
3: So my first impression was that you know just kind of another another show, not too much different. But I think as it went on, I'm kind of left with a, a weird taste. And like like we've been talking about, like the Consumer Day is kind of this weird looming thing that nobody really knows about. And and it seemed like traffic was really down the second, the third, and fourth day. So it, it kind of is like kind of a lower morale, I think, for, for manufacturers. That it's, you know, I, I talked to, um well, I won't say a name, but somebody, a smaller booth on the last day, and he was just like, yeah, I've been dead forever. Like, I don't I don't even know why I'm here. So I felt really bad for him. Like, I do feel that. Like, mm-hmm. for us, you know, we get to talk to everybody we want to talk to. and But, like, for the little guys, I, it's definitely getting, getting tougher, I think. So maybe this Consumer Day will breathe some life into it. I, I'm kind of optimistic about that. But it definitely seems like it was kind of a negative end to it for me.
2: Right, like for for us, it would be better for us if no retailer showed up, and it was just us, <laughs> right. right? That would be ideal. That would yeah. be ideal. Uh, Trip, what was your first impression of the show and <laughs> all these changes and everything, just the whole experience? And now, you know what's your sort of like lasting impression now that you've had a couple of days I, to think about it?
1: I, my first impression, like before we got there, when we knew uh, CigarCon was coming, but we didn't know about any of the logistics that they had considered, I, I thought it was worse than I do now. Like after they did the announcement, I was kind of like, okay, so they've thought about some of the criticisms that I have already. Um, but overall, I still still have a pretty negative impression of how, how things are gonna go the next couple of years. Right.
2: You know, I, I will say this to their credit. I thought they did a really good job when they brought the media down yeah, to the other that other room. Yeah, that was a really good decision. Yeah, like they answered some good que- some tough questions, and they did. Paint a little bit better of a picture for me at that point. Like I was, at that point, I was like, you know what? They're answering these questions in a good way. I think they were trying. They were trying. Yeah. You know, the the interesting part was seeing Aaron Loomis try to get a question. (laughs) Come (laughs) on, (laughs) Aaron! In between Charlie and the other guy. they couldn't uh, get any questions. Mm -hmm. Jesus, come on, let this let other people talk. But no, I thought they did a good job of um of sort of like smoothing some sharp edges there. Yeah. Um, but then. Well, like I said, when I got to day three and day four, I was like, "Wow, I get this." Yeah. Like, what what happened <laughs> is they saw the end, they saw the cliff coming at them. Like, nobody, the the attendance was so incredibly bad. Yeah, those day and three, three and four, and like guys like smaller booths, just to like ship their stuff in is like eighteen grand. Oh, it's a fortune. You know, you're gonna spend eighteen grand just to ship your stuff in. Forget about all the cigar samples. Forget all the hotel rooms. Forget about all the meals and all the people you pay. I mean think of the amount of money these guys pay and when there's literally nobody there yeah that's brutal you're not gonna make
3: yeah. that amount of sales up
2: all right let's not I don't want to beat on them too bad but this is just this is the truth I mean I this is the way I see it anyways this is sure. trying to be as honest as possible okay so uh, things looking forward to trying uh, or that maybe you have already tried now later in the show we're gonna do what's hot what's not yep. sort of a different topic here just real quick trip was there any cigar that either a you haven't got the chance to smoke yet? Or B, you smoked there and you were like, "Wow, okay, I think this this has some legs."
1: Man, the first one that really impressed me was the uh, new Neanderthal LH, mm-hmm. the Lord Humongous with the uh, little bit of extra of that uh, what is it called, Green River Sucker. <laughs>
2: um, I didn't think anybody was gonna use that
1: cigar. <laughs> I, Trip, you I, totally I was blew- actually really yeah. impressed with it. Okay, know I there, it might yours, be great. I just was su-
2: that's a surprising choice. I love that. Keep going.
1: I mean. Part of the the thing to me when I smoke a cigar at the show, if I could taste the cigar, that's already like yeah. positive. Because right. after five, you know, a couple of days of smoking all day and all night, right. uh, your palate gets a little jacked. Um, and then also, I'm really excited. The one that I'm excited about is the Tricky Traka, even though mm. Steve poo pooed it a little bit, as he usually does. Um, if he I'm, didn't poo poo it, I'd be
2: worried if he did. Yeah, didn't if poo-pooed.
0: he said it was great, <laughs> you'd be like, oh boy. <laughs>
2: That's, what about you guys? Um, so, uh, I'm going to say, I mean, Steve's uh, Sober Mesa Brulee, I'm a Connecticut guy. I'm excited for that cigar. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. At the show, I had the uh, Protocol Sir Robert Peel. Ah, yes. I had the Habano version of that. And here's the thing. I was determined, th- this is going to sound really mean, but I was determined not to like it.
3: Just because of the packaging? and all No,
2: no, not the packaging. It was because I was like, you know what? Juan's like a really, really good buddy of mine. I don't want, I'm going to, I'm going to be really extra hard on this okay. cigar because I don't want to just like it because I like Juan Cancel and Bill Ives, you know? So mm-hmm. like I had it at the pool at our, you know, at the house afterwards and I was like smoking it and I was like, wow, this is pretty good. You know, uh-huh. and like a cu- every couple minutes I was like, Jordan, you was, were freaking out. Any cigar you well can done.
3: remember <coughs> it means it was really it was good. Pretty good.
0: It was pretty yeah. good. This is pretty good.
2: But now cigars, I did. I haven't smoked that. I'm excited to smoke. Um, I really want to try the Yugawa by J.C. Newman. Yeah, that was cool. Did you guys see that yeah, thing? Yeah,
3: it was kind of like they're off in the corner that yeah. they weren't really talking about. But it was a really cool story. Yeah,
2: like. so they like they take tobacco, they and they like this is like I guess from like way way back in the day in Cuba when when like there wasn't molds available and stuff. So they would like take all the cigars that they rolled and they'd wrap them in like a um, a palm leaf, really tight. Really tightly. And the tobacco's not even... It's cured, but it's not fermented. Right. So it's cured, not fermented, which is unusual. Mm -hmm. And then they wrap a bundle of them in this palm leaf real tight. So when they come out, they're all weird-shaped. Like, some of them are like a hexagon, some of them... They're
1: fermenting the the already rolled cigars?
2: So, like, I don't really know exactly how that happens. (laughs) I would assume, I mean, I guess they're aging them. Um, Wow. I don't think you can... Ferment them that long that way. I don't know. I don't know. But um, that one looked really really cool. I have a few of those that I want to try. Obviously, I want to try the Baca, uh, you know, from Skip, yep. and um, and uh, th- and the new uh, Connecticut from the uh, the um, Horry of the Nicaragua guys. Uh, yeah. What oh about yeah. you? What about I forgot you? About that one. I'm looking forward to
3: that. Are you? So for me, I don't know if you guys made it to the Ace Prime booth at all. Yes, Rob. Robbie. Okay. Robbie did that one. So for those that don't know, they they made like a really big. It's a new company. They made a really big splash. You know, They sponsored all kinds of right. stuff, like the opening dinner and had a really big, elegant booth. And we were all super skeptical, like, oh, these new guys are going to be gone in a year. But when we actually went there and sat down with them and smoked the cigar, the Ace Prime, it's called the Cuban Experience Lancero. Hands down, best cigar I've smoked at the show. Wow. Really? So good. We literally, we spent... I forget his first name, but his last name is Pachardo. He he's been running that factory for a long time, but wait, what is the
2: factory, by the way?
3: It's in Esteli. Um, okay. It's called Tabacalera Pachardo, and so they make a lot of cigars for other people, but th- this is the first time that they're kind of like what Placencia used to do, but right. probably not quite as big. Like this is the first year they have their own brands, and and they're just kind of branching out into their own territory. And the we spent about half an hour with him. You know, there re- someone was translating. He didn't speak English, but he was telling us. Half an hour about how he makes this lancero and why it's mm. how it's difficult to blend and what they do differently, rolling it and bunching it, and it was just amazing. You have to try it.
2: And they had Dominique Wilkins.
3: Yes, Dominic Wilkins and uh, NBA Thiago Hall of Tiago Splitter, the two NBA guys. Tiago
2: Splitter, that's just a name. I'm just really having a struggling. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm struggling <laughs> with that name. I just still I don't <laughs> understand that name. Tiago, that's the first name. Splitter. I'm not, Splitter. I'm
3: not sure the origin. Where okay. Yeah.
2: It's I mean, I got nothing against it. This I just. I yeah.
3: No, he was really. We met. We sat with Tiago for a while. You he know, I feel like really it's nice. like
2: a, you know, like a, like an alien from Star Wars. I literally don't <laughs> understand. Me, I'm the alien. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't understand the name. I'm so stupid. Street fighter character. Yeah, he just. But I love it. It's super cool. Like who? Who wouldn't want to name Splitter at the on the at the end? It's great. But I guess he won an NBA championship, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah.
3: And he was talking about how after they won the championship, they got sent these cigars. And then he didn't know what it was until like a year later and it happened to be from Pachardo Cigars. Like, Okay. this is like a cool story how they came together. They
2: really but did make a splash. They did,
3: yeah. That's why I was super skeptical. Like, I was like, ah, oh, these guys are just throwing money at it, yeah. trying to make a new brand. But it's legit. You have to try it.
0: And they apparently John Carney from LFD beat Dominique in a... Was it free throw competition? He did. <laughs> wow. John
2: Carney beat Dominique Wilkins He's a baller. in a free throw competition. Oh. And wow. he couldn't have been more braggadocious about it. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you be? Just kidding, be? John. I love you. You know that, John. If you're watching, I love that. Um, all right, boys. Uh, let's do a quickie commercial. When we get back, uh, I've got a couple more questions about the show, and then we're going to do what's hot and what's not right after this break. All right.
1: Here at SeriousCigars.com, we specialize in premium high-end and boutique cigars, along with carrying the wide selection of the most popular cigar brands around. We have an array of premium cigars, accessories, humidors, cutters, and lighters. When new products hit the market, SeriousCigars.com is the first to have them available for sale. We offer a variety of promotions to all of our customers as an added bonus Order by 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and your order ships the very same day. Our best in-class customer service team can help with whatever you need. We are SeriousCigars.com. You live a cigar lifestyle? Do you have a passion for fine beer, premium spirits, and old cuisine? If so, you are in the right place. This is Cigars.com. What makes Cigars.com unique It's not only its superb selection of premium cigars, but the fact that it is powered by you. We will showcase special deals and features, along with tips and tricks from industry experts to enhance your cigar lifestyle. A new era in cigars have arrived, and it starts here.
2: Boom. We are back. Episode 201. Smoke Night Live just finished our 200th episode. Man, that was a fun. That, that was, was a, a fun episode. That was you a guys. fun night. That was awesome. We had the uh, Trinity Cigar Mobile yeah. Lounge out front. Bunch of guys hanging out, you know, g- dudes being dudes. You can't yep. believe
0: Emmett didn't call in and leave, like, a voicemail. I, voicemail. I know. I just <laughs> gave you guys the cold <laughs> shoulder and it's didn't weird. leave a message.
2: Emmett was literally here, though. That was the difference. He <laughs> was, was actually at the event, which was really cool. Uh. So we're here with Emmett Malone, uh, Blind Men's Puff. We're talking about Trip Waldrop of uh, Cigar Federation. We're talking about the show. We're talking about all things that are – this is essentially – it's kind of a strange – like, you think of, like, a uh, – you think of like a calendar year. This is sort of like when the calendar year for cigars, mm-hmm. you know, sort of starts. So right now we're like in the beginning of that. And um, you you guys did a bunch of videos. Trip, you guys did a bunch of videos. You guys covered the show. Emmett, what, what do you know yet? What was... The video or the thing that you did that got the best response, like what got the what got the most hype for you guys?
3: I think the the two that have the most views right now for us were Skip Martin, Romacraft. Craft. Everyone's interested about the new Baca and uh, Fiorella and all this new stuff. And and uh, and I think uh, our second highest was Risty Risty Ristevski of Justin Crawl Cigars. He's a, he has a huge social media following. Everybody yeah. always. Clicks and watches his stuff, but he also had that kind of controversy where he wasn't allowed to bring his cigar to the show, so that kind of, right? I think that ended up being a positive for him because everyone right. was talking about it. Right, and the CBD. Yeah. yeah. Thing. Now he has a full-on THC version. Right, only in Colorado. I think we'll get to try it
2: if you want to at so Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. <laughs> that won't be one I'm smoking. <laughs> it will not be <laughs> one I'm smoking. Nothing against the digest, that's not my thing. But No, sure. So I was well, what risk do you stay about all of that? What was his... I think he kind of felt
3: the same way. Like he was, he was really mad at first. But I think once he realized that the buzz was kind of about that, he even had shirts made up that said like, "Ask me about the cigar. I can't tell you about or something um, like something like that." It was interesting. he was owning it. So I like I that's, respected that. Yeah, that was cool.
2: That's the way to do it. Uh, Trip. What about you? What was uh? Can you? Do you know yet? What was the thing well, that sort of got the um, most buzz? From I'm still you? working
1: on editing. Yeah. Um, so the the only one we've got up so far, which I prioritize because I think this is the one that's going to go viral. It like is that. our interview, our very private interview with Lars Tetons Oh, uh, you got to put was, in the work. First, you got to put in the work.
2: Then, it, Cowboy Rebel. <laughs> it's dangerous. It's so dangerous. That, that
1: was an experience.
2: Now, well, tell, talk about that cat. Now He is a very, Man. very, no matter what you think Super about him, he is a very interesting, interesting
1: cat. interesting guy, yes. Um, he's He's weird in all the right ways, I guess. <laughs> uh, he reminds me a lot of Jonathan Drew, uh-huh. um, where if, if it was like, Jonathan Drew is like a normal person turned to 11, and Lars has turned to like 12, maybe 13. <laughs> um, he's involved in all of these weird uh, industries. He makes spices, he makes clothes, he makes handbags, he makes skateboards. Um, according to his website, he created some piece of uh, HVAC equipment uh, that he has a patent on, um, <laughs> and now he's back in the cigar business after cool. after a couple of years off. I think he also um, co-created the internet.
2: He yeah maybe he he might have. We, we don't know.
1: Um, oh, his website also does say that he revived the ancient he revived ancient techniques for cigar making. Wow. Uh, Do we know what those so, are? That is a
2: like, bold claim. I love. that. Yeah. Like,
1: he gave it. They gave us spices
3: at the at the media dinner. Like he has his own line of like cooking spices yeah. like it does everything. Yeah. he does everything.
1: So have you, th- tri- have you tried those spices yet? No, yeah, no, I gave it to my they're wife. They're actually like, really really like,
3: good. I'm really impressed. Is. There's like a half naked chick on it my wife's like, "What? Let's <laughs> <Is> <laughs> Like just let's try it. <laughs> it's fine.
2: So Lars is now owned by the Alec Bradley brand. Yes. And he does it, they're not infused, they're called conditioned cigars. Conditioned cigars. Trip, did you get to smoke any of those? Did you what did you think?
1: I smoked a couple and I'm I'm kind of famously harsh on uh infused cigars in general. Just anything that doesn't taste like straight tobacco. Um and to me they were actually the ones I tried were actually pretty good. Um I could I don't know, I, I'll have to revisit them at some point, but it seemed like the kind of cigar that I could actually see myself like being like in an afternoon going, you know, I wanna I wanna smoke one of those, which for me, like I said, doesn't does not happen with infused cigars very often. So or conditioned what do
2: you say, what do you think the difference is
1: between conditioned and infused?
3: <laughs> might get in trouble for answering <laughs> that. I don't know. There's probably some definition. I, I
1: think it's just marketing. Yeah. 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 I, think yeah. I think they both used the same process, more or less.
3: It's interesting uh, that you that c- compared guess. him to Jonathan Drew, because, I mean, they were both kind of back in the, Day. the pioneer days of, of premium cigars that were infused or conditioned, whatever you want to call it. But they Well,
2: rumor has it, they were literally selling like hotcakes. So good for them. They've, you know, I think that's amazing. I you know that's that's what we want. We want successful you companies. Got to put in the work, right? You got to put in the work. Cowboy Rebel is dangerous. So dangerous. So, dang- so dangerous. All right. And um, all right. So here we go, guys. Let's get this rocking and rolling. We're going to do what's hot, what's not. So this is anything. This could be a brand, this could be a cigar, this could be a booth. This could be anything that has to do with going to Vegas for the IPCPR or maybe anything else. Like what is hot and what is not. Let's we're gonna do, do three it. rounds of this, ladies and gentlemen. It's the new "What is Hot, What is Not" segment on Cigar Dojo. We're gonna start. We're gonna start with Emmett. Emmett, so what is hot? What is
3: not? A lot of pressure. All right. So what is hot for me was the Maloof Penthouse at the Palms.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. oh my gosh! That was
3: where we had the uh, the Alec Bradley media party. That
2: place was sweet. That
3: was hot. What is not is the Treasure Island buffet. <laughs> oh, uh, that was uh, wildly <laughs> mediocre and kind of.
2: I thought you said you know, it was pretty good. Yeah,
3: it was, it was like, there was a few good things. Uh, we so went. We went at like three o'clock, so they were like between lunch and dinner. Okay. Our, okay.
2: Talk about the uh, the Malouf Penthouse. You could literally see. All of Vegas.
3: If you could pick any spot in Vegas just to own, I think that would be it. I mean, you can see the entire strip. There's like a infinity pool all around it with hot tubs and like there's a crazy humidor inside. It was just amazing. I think the Maloofs own like half of the hotels in Vegas, right? They own part of the Vegas mm -hmm. nights.
2: Yeah. So. So that's cool. Okay. Uh, what so uh, trip? What's hot? What's not?
1: Um, This one might be kind of controversial. Ooh, I like it. I think hot is classic sizes. A lot of people are bringing in Coronas, Lonsdales, and stuff like this year. And 60s seem to be out. They don't seem to be hot at all. Like, Mm, um, a couple of the companies with new releases have 60s, but not as prevalent as in previous years at all. Mm -hmm. I think Um, that's a
2: pretty good... I I think that's a pretty good... uh, you know, you nailed that one. That is true. I noticed that yeah. myself a little bit. The I hadn't
3: thought about it, but I think I think you're right. The
2: CLE, of course, came out with some really, really
1: big yeah. ones. E.P. Carrillo still got You know, A P Kuro has the
2: inch, but yeah, it wasn't like a thing. Like it wasn't like a.
1: I, l- I'm talking new lines, like right. new brands right. that come out. Uh, it. I saw only a couple 60s this year. Um, so classic size is
2: hot. Classic size although, is hot. although surprisingly, Saka did have one,
1: which kind of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's opposite a good point. What you
2: think. Right, but but. You know, in general. No, but I agree. Yeah, I think general. people are, you know, like, you know, con- consolidating or something maybe. Yep. All right. Um, for me, what's hot, what's not? My first one, first one is, A, what's hot booth experiences, A, Davidoff and Drew Estate. Holy cow. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm. What's not? The IPCPR. It's not hot. I mean, come on. Nobody went to it. It was... It was the least attended show I've ever seen in the seven or uh, eight years that I've been going to it. But booth experiences, let's talk about the hot part real quick. These guys, Davidoff, Drew Estate, they're way ahead of the game, they're getting ready for mm-hmm. CigarCon right now. Yep. Booth experiences, they had the, the uh, acid 20th room that you went in. It was like like speakeasy. Yeah. But, but then when you walked in, it was like this huge room. You like
0: walk through a telephone booth or something. Yeah,
2: it was really bizarre and cool and interesting. And then, of course, the Davidoff experience was even better. Like first you go into this room that's sort of like Nicaragua with a, with a uh, volcano. Uh, volcano going off. And then you go into a room that's like the DR with like... Birds are chirping, and then finally you go into a room that's like Brazil, where they're serving you drinks, and there's these weird lights. Like it had nothing, to, it had nothing to do with selling cigars per se. It was just, it, to me, it seemed like this is what we want to do for consumers next year. It kind of seemed like that. What, what did you think?
3: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but they probably started playing those before, you know, the consumer business came out. But you're right, it was a cool experience. Like because Davidoff, they didn't have really anything new coming out. Right, um, yeah. But they had that cool experience. They said they were focusing on our core lines, and so they built these booths to kind of correspond with those. So it, it was definitely a fun experience. I think you're right. Consumers would really dig that. But they it would really, love that. They didn't really do a lot for us as media in terms of covering new things, which is what people kind of
1: gravitate towards.
2: It did a lot for me because I got a warm feeling in my belly. <laughs> well, it had to be the coolest <laughs> thing warm I've right ever here. seen at the show. It was, yeah, it was I mean,
1: amazing. Was, they also had a lounge on the, op, on yeah. the side opposite that. They yeah. had like a big lounge, which would be also perfect for locking people in their consumer day and keeping them from going and seeing anybody else's booth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan, what was hot? What was not? Uh, hot going live. I think, I mean,
0: we kind of got inspired by Emmett kind of did, was pioneered this last year. And I I think, Trip, you went live a bunch this year, right? Yep. Everybody's going live. I was live streaming myself sleeping at night every night. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then not hot is filming people while they sleep, because I, <laughs> I did that, too, and got kind of in trouble, so
3: got
2: weird. Don't film people while they're sleeping. Ooh. All right, uh, round two, Emmett, what's hot, what's not?
3: All right, so mine is funny. I actually kind of like that. Mine was, what's hot is Facebook when it works, Facebook Live. It was great. Like, you get, you get people commenting, and, and it's awesome. You can go live, and you ask people questions, and it's totally unfiltered, and... Great, but then you know everybody that was doing live videos day two figured out that all their videos from day one were oh, we're right. not playing. So that's what's not f- not hot for me was <laughs> right. Facebook failing. I forgot about that. The
2: the we did all these videos and yeah. they were like one of our videos was 22 minutes long, and it was 56 seconds. Yeah, you
3: could watch the first minute. That was Ooh. not hot.
2: I forgot about that already. See yeah. how quickly I forget yeah. about that. And like like luckily, like if you thought about it which some people you might have not because it was easy not to like if you didn't get that any other way it was just gone yeah it was frustrating frustrating super frustrating yeah that was frustrating for us too i kept imagining like okay it's gonna come back any minute yeah they are back now so they are back now. yeah mine are i don't know about
3: yours but go back and watch if you missed our steve Sock interview okay
2: yeah i think they're i think uh, that's a good sign uh trip what's hot what's not
1: uh all right, for this one, hot is the Airbnb we stayed in. Oh. It was it was nice. It had beds for everybody, uh, working fridge. Uh, it had air conditioning, which was. Uh not what we had last year. Uh, last year, <laughs> up on the air conditioning front, um, it was even in a gated community, which was kind of nice. Trip didn't, uh,
2: didn't, wasn't there some sort of issue when you got there? Like, uh, yes, with...
1: not hot is the flooded out uh, Airbnb we had yeah. originally booked. I got okay. off the plane to find out that uh, our place had flooded out, and Airbnb didn't have a place for us. Uh, but you know, we got everything figured out and stayed in a nicer place that was closer to where we needed to be.
2: Yeah, that was crazy. It was a good thing that the Airbnb guys, like, fixed you up because you said that it was, like, flooded. and
1: Yeah. And it was, it was literally I got off the plane and turned on my phone. Um, I walked down to baggage claim, and then I got the message that, hey, you can't stay here tonight. Hope you can find somewhere else. <laughs> good luck, pal. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: my what's hot, what's not is also that. <clears throat> Our Airbnb was hot it was great like we had a pool had a place to smoke it was fun what's not was the neighborhood that we stayed in i mean the neighborhood that the, the airbnb was in not so great i mean you know from the backyard emmett trip i was sitting there i could see caesar's palace Beautiful. i could see the trump tower like shining in the wind i could see a palm trees slowly breezing and then I could look over here, and I saw like you know two crackheads sleeping yeah. on the you know it was it was a rough neighborhood. Shots. <laughs> it, it was a very very rough neighborhood, but <laughs> so the but the Airbnb itself was actually in fact like I, that was really the place I wanted to be in most of the time because once we got in the backyard, I was I was fine. But um, next year I'll next year I'm going to be a little more picky about the neighborhood yes. that it's in. All right, Jordan. Good call. What's hot? What's not, Jordan?
0: Well, I was going to go Thin Ring Gages. but <laughs> Trip stole that one. Oh, <laughs> no. <Oops>. Uh, Burn. <laughs> uh, so I'll, maybe I'll go rebranding. I think oh, yeah. yeah. Caldwell. Mm. He's got a new, nice, fresh, new look. You have Crux with a much different look. So good. Much appreciated. So good. That one. Yeah. Um, La Familia Robina. Did I say it? it? Robina? Robina. It <coughs> w- they were White Hat Cigars. Right. Uh, and then even uh, Castagli. Oh, there's a couple of these I don't even know how to pronounce. Yeah. Used to be bespoke. They were bespoke. Yep. Um, so a lot of that going on. Uh Let's see what's not hot. Talk. I've kind of noticed talking about the blends. Guys don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Mm. I've had a few guys like they're like I don't, you know, just uh, it's. I'll tell you it's full bodied, but that's it. Like I want mm. the consumers to know to just get what flavors they get. And I'm not gonna say what's in it.
2: Although I did hear a lot of people say, like this was the first year I heard a lot of people say like, you know, medio tiempo and. uh, mm-hmm. Ometepe, but they didn't say the blends. But they like would highlight those leaves that you don't normally hear about. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is, well, just, they just try to avoid. No, there's some that going on too. But
0: I just so. hadn't heard in the past so so much of. The, there's kind of you know, little guys kind of going to yeah, kind of not wanting,
3: intentionally not wanting to know anything.
0: I, I, I,
2: do you suppose that's like a FDA oh, kind of? Thing. I know Steve yes, Zucker absolutely. was hesitant
3: for a while to talk about his blends mm-hmm. just because he didn't want to have to go back and have to match it or something. But, yeah, that could definitely be part of it.
2: Right. All right. A uh, final round of What's Hot, What's Not, Emmett. You are up. What's hot? What's right. hot?
3: What was hot? Was the Cigar Dojo Party. Oh. Whoa, that was so much fun. It was a fun I party, was it? was a great it? time hanging with you guys. Just chilling. Juan and Bill and Eric Espinosa. It was you know? It was super chill. Aaron's Riley was there. It was there. a good venue this year. It was up on that kind of rooftop patio type of thing with nice ventilation. It was great. And what was not hot is uh, the Roma Craft Party.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I heard that was fun.
3: But CR uh, so is throwing media parties all at the same time. Mm. All at the same time. There was like these chunks of it was, media it was one parties. Party night. Yeah, and then it's like I can't, you guys, I can't go to all three at the same time. Literally, I'm one person. So like, yeah, that was not hot.
2: Right. Yeah, they, uh, there was way less parties. There was. No general I party. A, I
3: don't know if it's a budget thing. There's no true no Estate State party. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorites. I know. Every, I, every year I look I forward to those. that. I love those.
2: Remember last year we did the general party at Carson Kitchen. It was a blast. That was so fun. Yeah, it was a good time. And
3: then it was that crazy rainstorm. You remember that? Right,
1: yeah. Uh, trip, last round. What's hot? What's not? Uh, well, so Jordan got me back because he stole my last one. Ooh. Uh, which was vaguely proprietary tobacco versus Mm. undisclosed. I Mm. I noticed a lot of uh, like, you know, this. the wrapper on this is Mexican San Andreas, but we have a different process for it. And Mm. stuff like that, where a lot of people are saying that uh, for whatever reason their Broadleaf, their Habana, whatever it is, is somehow special, but they won't really tell (laughs) us how. I like that. Um, Vaguely proprietary. I'm
2: going to start a company called Vaguely proprietary. That is good. And so then, was
1: that? And then the, the not the, is undisclosed. Oh, undisclosed, right? Like, yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of, like he said, just people who didn't want to talk about blends.
2: Do you think that's just fully on the whole FDA thing trip? Is I think that, so. Yeah.
1: I, th- I definitely think there was actually there was one person I don't remember who it was, but there was one person who said we're not disclosing the blend because of the FDA. Right.
2: But didn't you guys think? Uh, and that's pretty much it for uh, what's hot, what's what's not. Uh, but didn't you guys think that this show? Seemed a lot like, you know, five six years ago. As far as like, people just making new stuff. It didn't seem like there was any kind of. There didn't seem like there was any kind of you know hesitation about new line extensions, new brands. All that was just rocking. Yeah,
3: three years three years ago, the sky was falling because we wouldn't be able to make new cigars or new blends, and but people have found ways around it and. Bought up old blends. I think that's kind of a new trend. I wish I thought of for mm-hmm. what's hot or what's not. Buying up old blends, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely as much new stuff as previous years for sure.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Even, Every- even
1: like Ace Prime, new companies, companies yeah, that right. didn't exist before um, that exist now. Um, and there was something you just said that I was going to comment on, but I don't remember what that. Yeah, was. Dude, oh the uh, the Baca. On. I right. I was shocked when when Skip said the Baca is coming to the U.S. because he very famously hasn't been bringing his last few years' worth of new IPCPR cigars to the U.S. Right. Because of the FDA. Now he's got an entire new line coming to the U.S. Have you smoked that yet, Trip? I have. It what? was very good. Oh, tell me about it. Was, it was uh, a spicy Cameroon. Um, nice. You know, it, it reminded me of the other Cameroon stuff, like maybe the Hemingway, but with, uh, you know, that Roma Craft Punch.
2: Did you smoke it
3: yet? No, I actually brought it here to smoke tonight. Oh, that's I was, right. I was going to smoke it on the air, but you hooked me up with this oh. lovely uh, Whiskey <laughs> right. Rebellion, so right. I put that aside. So. I
2: forgot. You, you—that That is that is exactly what happened. <laughs> and then, so, like, uh, so I always, I don't know, tell you guys, have you guys ever seen, like, in years past, there's always, like, uh, weird, like, movie similarities, like, you know, A Bug's Life came out the same year of Ants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? You know? And then there was, like, what was the two Volcano movies? Dante's Dante's Peak Peak. and Volcano. Dante's Peak and Volcano. And then there was been a few of those years. What's the
3: Magician one? There
0: was the the Illusionist and uh,
2: the Prestige.
3: Prestige, Prestige. then there was the Meteor one, Deep Impact and Armageddon. Right. Yeah, I know exactly what you
2: mean. Weird, like, they came out the same year. And so I always compare Foundation and Dunbarton as sort of like these two kind of parallel brands. They both came out of Drew Estate, Nick came out of Drew Estate, Steve came out of Drew Estate and they're sort of like these parallel brands kind of like those movies that I mentioned. How do you guys assess where both of those guys are at? I
3: think they're both super successful now, which, but for completely different reasons. I think Steve Sock is all over you know social media and he's really engaged with everyone and that's that's kind of what he's built his brand around. But he also makes phenomenal cigars. Like He'll, he'll tell you, oh, it's okay, and then it's the cigar of the year. But I think Nick Bonlello, he just he puts out solid product and let it speak for himself, for itself. Mm. Um, and he makes phenomenal cigars too. But I think it's kind of two different reasons why they've both been really
1: successful, but I like your analogy.
2: What do you think of those two companies, Tripp? I,
1: I agree. Um, I think you're right. They're, they're um, better for worse. They're tied at the hip. right. It's for the rest of time. Um, but, and like Emmett said, I think they're both making phenomenal cigars. I love everything that's come out of both those companies. Yep. Um, and, I mean, I can't say it any better than Emmett just said it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is sort of crazy. Like, they have dramatically different marketing strategies. Yeah. You know, Steve is essentially just Steve. It's just Steve. It's just Steve. He's, Where, he's, you, know, you know, you like him, and he's a good guy. He's, he's a straight shooter. That's sort of like his strategy.
3: I'd be curious to see their their sales numbers, like how they compare. But I've I've literally no idea. I just know that.
2: Yeah, I would love to know that. Yeah, if I was a fly on the wall on both of those. But and then there's Nick, who's like, basically like a flashy, the you know reggae music, doing videos, da 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 da. They're both great guys, yeah. and they both make good cigars. It's and like uh,
0: when your favorite band breaks up, and then they both <laughs> form their own bands, and those two bands are also really good?
2: Yeah. 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 Now you've got two bands it, yeah. that you like. Right. It's sort of like, it's kind of cool. It's like we had we had Drew Estate with those guys, which made good cigars, and then they all they both went on their own, and now we're getting good cigars from both of them. It's like a win-win for consumers. Yeah, totally. You know? Drew Estate's
3: still coming out with
2: good stuff. Right. So you're getting like, th- like a three, you know, you're getting the, basically like a, a fork of, goodness a fork of goodness a <laughs> fork of excellence <laughs> a fork of excellence um all right so we got to pick a winner real quick uh, emmett we had a big contest this week yes and um i'm gonna let you pick the winner the contest was murka and uh you just had to post you know your best basically your best funniest coolest whatever you know fourth of july sort of deal oh yeah i forgot to tell you guys i forgot to tell you guys as soon as i got home uh from the trip I'm upstairs. I'm unpacking. Mm-hmm. I'm unpacking my bags. And all of a sudden, I hear my wife screaming. <laughs> She's like screaming. That's,
3: that's
0: never good. Right?
2: That's not good. It turns out there's a rat in my garage. A giant <laughs> rat in my garage. And so, like, I run down the stairs. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? There's a rat in the garage. There's a rat in the garage. I, I just have to show you guys this picture. But anyways, so, like, I run outside. I run into the garage. And I can't see it at first. I don't see where the rat is. And all of a sudden, I see this tail. It's like, I see the tail Mm. alone. is like this long, Mm. right, in my garage. And so, like, I kind of kick it with my foot, and the rat runs out, and it's huge. It's giant, Emmett. It's giant. And I could see it sauntering, so I could tell, like, it didn't know where it was going. Like, it didn't live in my garage. It must have just, like, it it must have just wandered in there. Did you
3: say it was a ratzilla?
2: I would say it was a ratzilla, <laughs> oh, speaking, speaking of Drew Estate. So I grabbed my hockey stick and it.
3: Ah, the hockey stick. I grabbed my <laughs>
2: hockey stick and I chased it out of the garage kind of like this, right? And so it goes around the house and and I think, oh, man, it's getting away from me. I'm trying to catch it, you know, because I don't want to go back in the garage. And it, then it, it makes a fatal mistake. It turned around. <laughs> it turned around, came towards me. I took my hockey stick. I like, oh, I wristed it. Like a give it a good slap a, shot. Yeah, a, brilliant wrister. like it the the rat flies out onto my yard <laughs> and it lands there and it's kind of like shook up like this and i'm like ah like oh, bam, oh. bam bam but anyways check out this Riddle. rat you guys okay. you guys uh some of you can't see this but oh look, my God. look at the size of this rat that that was the rat that's super gross that was in my garage <laughs> that's what you are
3: saying is i shouldn't touch your hockey stick on yes. sunday <laughs> no don't touch my hockey <laughs> when stick on sunday and never touch another man's hockey stick <laughs> exactly
2: that's gay no um <laughs> let's get right into the contest Merka, we're going to get right in there and uh, Emmett, I'm going to show you these entries. Let's do it. And you pick one. Okay. I and uh Trip, I haven't seen these. Before. unfortunately Trip can't see these right now, uh but um let's start first with uh, Chris Flood's entry oh, which yes. he took a picture of Jack really and is. did some amazing
3: When I first saw the original of that picture of Jack, I thought it was fake. So, it is to take this to another level. That's actually a real picture. Special, yeah. Pretty much I for like the most it. part.
2: All <laughs> right, um CZR has a cool picture. Uh, all in a day's work, Murka. So look at that. He's smoked the CAO America. Lovely. He cooked some food, did some barbecuing. He's got a cool like little pattern around it. Good job. Uh, Marcel31. Check this one out.
0: Oh, wow. This
2: is Murka. Proud of my family heritage. And it's got like pictures of all of his probably father and uncles that are all in the military. That super is cool. Super cool. Eight different pictures in that one. I really appreciate that one. Uh, next one comes from Pat G. I don't totally understand this one, but it's kind of funny. It says uh, ten fingers salute to who don't believe in America," and it <laughs> says, th- I, "I it says uh, the one of the fingers is saying you can take my finger, but you can't take my cigar freedom." And then it says, <laughs> "A for effort." Wow. I am I can't read it. Can you read that?
3: I am going to cut your cigar, rights. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> means, but it's kind
2: of a funny picture. And then uh, finally, this one's funny because if you read, is actually took this guy two pictures to do it, but he's like, Merca. Sorry, I'm a little drunk right now. <laughs> 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 Happy birthday, American. He spelled all those words wrong. Nice. But then in the picture above, he's got like a six sh- or like a single shot, like uh uh, Civil War gun, you know, showing. So out of those okay. images, Emmett, now, I, you've seen them for the very first time right now.
3: So that one with Jack was hilarious, but I think I have to go with, yeah, the one you have on the screen now, the one with the, the family heritage. That's You can't beat that.
2: Marcel, 31, congratulations. Here's what you're going to win. Emmett, hand me that box on top right there. This guy here? What? Yeah, this guy here. Uh, this is my cigar pack. Guys, check this out. This is the coolest like monthly cigar thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm not gonna open it because this is a contest winner thing. But so this is one of those deals where it's like a curated kind of thing. Yeah, monthly club. You basically go onto my cigar pack and you say the types of cigars that you like, and then they put these packs together. When you open this up, there's like a cutter in here or maybe a lighter or some sort of thing, and then there's five cigars. And, like, the last one I did that, that came to me, there was a Fuente in there. I Ooh. mean, they're not crummy cigars. there's actually really, really good cigars. So um, this is the prize that uh, Marcel will win. It's my cigar pack. The guy that does this is really sharp. He's actually uh, somehow involved with Pro Cigar. Oh, nice. But um, it's, like, the first, like, really cool curated. It's a nice presentation. Presentation yeah. that I've ever seen. And so check him out. Um See what you think. Go check out their website. And congrats to uh, Marcel Thirty One for winning the contest. All right, let's get uh, let's wrap this up. Trip. Where can folks find your beer coverage? And just you know, tell folks about the stuff that you're doing on Cigar Federation.
1: Uh, so we have two weekly shows. We do Cigar Chat, where we either interview somebody or just talk about cigars. Uh, and then we also have Sharing Our Pairings, where we uh, have a little drink and some cigars and talk about how they pair. Um, You can check us out on Facebook at Cigar Federation or follow our YouTube page for all of our uh, IPCPR coverage. Awesome. Emmett, tell folks how they can
2: follow along with Blind Man's Puff.
3: So everything we did on IPCPR was on social media this year, so all of our interviews were on Facebook. But we also took a lot of cool uh, pictures, you know, just random shots of booths and behind the scenes stuff and new products on instagram so okay. so check both those out blind Man's puff on facebook instagram and then we uh, of course do our blind reviews weekly on blindmanspuff.com
2: by the way i don't think i've ever seen a instagram story with more things <laughs> oh, yeah, in it. like five million you know how the, you know how <laughs> normally at the top of an instagram story you see like three like you see see like the dash line with like three so you know that there's like three posts yeah. Your thing looked like a perforated, like, line of, like,
3: (laughs) you know. We put, put, like, three or four pictures from every booth. It was literally 5,000. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I love that. So we followed along with that as well. Hey, guys, next week on the show, uh, Skip Martin will be on. We'll be talking all about the uh, new Pensatucky Whiskey Rebellion. really good. We'll be having a great time doing that. Maybe a little baka. Yeah, maybe a little baka. We'll we'll just talk about all those sorts of things. So uh, uh, Skip Martin next week, that'll be great. He'll be live from Austin. I really want to thank uh, Trip from uh, being on the show. Trip, thank you so much for taking the time on a Friday night. Thanks for having me. You bet, it's been man. A blast. And Emmett, thank you so much. As always, Ending we'll see you Sunday sir. at the hockey game. Yes. When we try to uh, win another. We're gonna get back in first place. Back don't, in first place. Don't worry about it. We're gonna it. try the to sh- get back in first place. The show is also
0: a podcast, so if you oh, yes. to subscribe, thank you, Jordan, <laughs> and give us a five-star rating if possible. That'll be much appreciated. Yes,
2: much appreciated. Um, and this is it. This is Friday night. This is what we do do some now playing on the dojo. Share what you're smoking, share what you're drinking, and we'll hang out and have a good time. Uh, Trip, don't go go away. I want to talk to you after the show. Until next week, remember never never smoke smoke alone.
0: alone.